0: Hey, y'all, this is Marianne Pack and welcoming you to another episode of the Dynamic Thriving Podcast. And this season is all about unmuted voices. And I am so excited to have my guest here. Uh, Lisa Dunford Dickman is with me. Welcome, Lisa.
1: Hello. It's
0: so good to be here with you. I am so glad you're here to share your story about unmuting your voice. And these interviews are intended to give hope to people who may have found themselves muting their voice. And I'm not just talking about a physical voice. I am talking about how we express life, how we live our lives. Are we authentic, living our truth? And that is the story that we're sharing on these podcasts this year um, because all of these podcasts are going to culminate into an anthology book and so all of these um, folks that have been guests are going to be authors in that book and i am so looking forward to that we're going to publish that in january of next year so everyone's voice needs to be heard your voice needs to be heard because we're all living life And as we're doing that, we're growing and expanding who we are. And as we touch and tap into the love and the joy of who we really are, it will be so much easier to unmute our voices. And so I'm going to interview Lisa, and I am so, again, excited that she is here. She is a transformational coach, a traveler, a writer, and a creative And her website is lisadunfordickman.com. So this series, again, is Unmuted Voices. So when did you realize that you had to mute your voice or how you lived life because it wasn't safe? It wasn't safe for you to speak your truth or live your truth.
1: I think it it really happened gradually. And there are some ways it happens to us all. You know, in, in kindergarten, we're all artists every one of us is an artist. And then we start learning that's not good enough. It's not, we're not supposed to make a purple tree or we're not, you know, we're not, it's not looking how it's supposed to look in some way. And so we all are taught very early to mute our voices. And for me in that creative expression, it continued like I took an art class in elementary school and uh, my teacher said, oh, you're drawing too small if I'm making this little tiny koala and I'm all concentrated on my little perfect koala. And she said, if you're going to draw that small, it's really not worth drawing at all. Oh my. And I know that she meant well and that she meant to encourage you to draw bigger, right? But the effect is telling you that the way you're doing it's wrong. And for a sensitive kid, that was like one of the steps in muting my voice. I mean, and it just happens more over the years. In high school, I'm taking a dance class and I'm all out there, right? I'm jazz dancing. I'm in the front row and super excited. And the teacher afterwards in my evaluation says, I really love that you put yourself out there even though you're not the best. (sighs) (laughs) I didn't know. I hadn't thought about not being the best. I hadn't thought anything about it, right? So... So I didn't take another dance class. I had loved dance classes and I just didn't take it. Well, first of all, it was also hard to get good grades in dance classes in college. But anyway, that didn't help your GPA. But there are so many things like that over the years. And there are things that, you know, my family was um, unpredictable. It could be volatile. And so speaking up didn't always feel safe. Expressing myself truly didn't always feel safe. And um, there are ways I know now that my mom muted her own voice, Mm. her own creative voice. She was really artistic, um, but it always had to have a purpose. Like if she was painting, it could be a light cover for a a light switch. She could paint fruit on the light cover because that had a purpose for the kitchen. But um, creating a regular basis, everything had to be useful or purposeful. And I even learned you know, when I wanted temporarily to be a chef when I, before I was thinking about college. Now, mom was all on board as long as I got a degree first. I had to be practical first because you can't make money at what you love was the message. And so the more and more I got corrected over the years, just the less willing I got to express myself creatively.
0: I can so feel that from you from on my from my perspective because yeah, I mean I love to write and I love to read now and I read aloud on my audio blogs and and I'm gonna do some audible books awesome. when as my series builds. And yet in third grade, my reading teacher, you know, you know how you had to stand up in front of class and read aloud. She sat there behind her desk with me standing next to her. And as I was reading, she told me how poorly I read. Ugh. Ugh. And and I read too slow. And so I took that on as a third grader and yes. thought, I must be dumb. And all through my years of schooling, you know, I just felt like that message was just yeah. niggling in the background telling me I must not be smart. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yet I made A's and B's and it's like, I, I just, have
1: not, to do with logic. Yeah.
0: I could not accept that I was actually intelligent. I just happened to read slow in the third grade. So, and now it's like, I have such a love for reading and reading aloud that, uh, yeah, I, I definitely can feel how that could carry with you. So those were those are like little <clears throat> excuse me moments of indoctrination because yes. you're told you're indoctrinated you're told you are limited yes. because of your talent the size of your drawing how yes. fast or slow you read and but you know so so indoctrination doesn't have to be huge. It can be very subtle, subtle messages, but you carry them deeply within you. And so it affects how you express yourself in the world. So what were some of those?
1: They definitely accumulate over time too, as as you speak up and your parents correct you, or as like you start internalizing them and feeling like, and then you start using them as proof that you're not good enough. Like then they're proof. I, it's not worth creating, it's not worth me creating because I don't do it as well as my sister or mother. It's not worth me creating because I don't do it big enough. It's not worth me dancing because I don't do it well enough, you know, it's not worth it. Where in fact you, then your soul gets the message that how you are is not okay. And the more you internalize those things and believe them, the more limited You make your life so it's safer. You don't want to put yourself out there and be criticized again. You don't want to be taken down a peg or you don't want to speak out and, you know, be scolded by your parents for doing something wrong when you did it the exact same way last week. And now somehow it's wrong because you have a sort of volatile situation fueled by alcohol. And, you know, you never know what you're going to get. So as a kid, you get very, I got very cautious. I got very kind of limited and um, restricted and like not wanting to put myself out there.
0: Yeah. Sure. Because it doesn't feel safe. Exactly. Exactly. I like how you said it made you feel cautious. You're always looking what, what's going to attack me the next time I want to try something.
1: What am I going to do wrong? What's going to be wrong about what I try. And if it's not, What's going to be not good enough about what I try next? So you just don't want to try anything. It's safer not to speak up. It's safer not to use your voice.
0: Yeah, I I so can relate to that, you know, just try to be quiet because every time I did open my mouth, it always seemed to be something that wasn't right. And I would get in (laughs) trouble for it. Yes, yes. So, with having to mute your voice and your expression in life and your artistic ability, that creative side of you, how did that affect like relationships or maybe um, your career choice, your college, what you decided to take? So that affects your work and your finances. Maybe it affected your health. Mine affected my health very much. Or even, it was there a spiritual um, aspect to that?
1: So. Um- I have a pretty big personality. So even though I was muting my voice, I still got a lot done. I still studied international affairs. I went abroad after college to find work cause I couldn't get a degree. I mean, cause you couldn't get experience without a job and you couldn't get a job without experience. So I, a boyfriend at the time and I decided we were gonna go get some. So in the, what I did, um, I still put myself out there, but in ways, but there were ways I didn't. Like I would separate myself off from my family so Mm -hmm. that I could be free of some of those beliefs. So I I didn't actually do the internal work. I put up like an external barrier and cut myself off from people I love. Like I distanced myself from them. I saw them less. Um, So it definitely affected my relationships. And in those early relationships in college, like in the boyfriend relationship I was just talking about, um, I was definitely cautious and hesitant and felt, I mean, you pick what you're comfortable with, right? So you pick someone similar the first time to your your caregivers. And um, he was good at critiquing my behavior. And so I just, felt like I was doing things wrong. And so I would limit, so I never did draw again. I mean, not until a few years ago did I draw again, really. I mean, and hmm, I haven't, still haven't taken a dance class. So that's sort of interesting, but like, so I just, I put limits on what I could do, even if it brought me joy because I was afraid of doing it wrong or not well enough or... And what I've discovered in recent years is that when I'm creating, everything else in my life flows better. I'm able to do more, I'm able to be more because I'm being all of who I am. And so it doesn't matter if it's like making art or writing or taking photographs or making jewelry, all of things I've done, if I'm doing those things, the non related parts of my life flow much better, like flow much more smoothly, I'm less worried about that criticism or doing things wrong. So there's something to um, creativity, muting my voice creatively, specifically, um, that affected how I showed up in the world as a whole.
0: It's so made me smaller. Yes, 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 yes. yeah, it seems, yeah, it seems to be true. It's like when we're tapping into that joy, that pleasure of doing something just because not not like you were talking about your mom thinking it had to be productive. Yes. well, I'll do this creative thing, but it has to serve a purpose. that yes. what if the purpose is just because I love doing it? Yes, and, it's it's good. Good joy. and it brings me life and it brings yes. me new joy. Yes, absolutely. So, when did you have like an aha moment, or maybe it was a culmination of moments where you finally said, enough is enough. I'm going to find and own my voice. I'm going to live my truth. And here's my new expression of who I am in the world.
1: So, I do think. Um, it's a series of aha moments over the years. But one of the biggest ones was um, after a few years ago, my mom um, died really suddenly of a heart attack. She was seemingly healthy, a young 70 year old in my mind going strong. And then three hours later, she was gone. And I came unmoored. Like I didn't know. And in some ways that was really good. And sometimes that was really good. I no longer had a lot of those preconceived notions about myself because Mm -hmm. I just couldn't access a lot of stuff. I was really in shock. The first six months is kind of gone. And um, what opened up for me was the willingness to try new things because Mm -hmm. I didn't have those preconceived notions of, like everything was mixed up, who I am as a daughter, who I'm in the world. It was all called into question so i did very uncharacteristic things during that first six months Mm -hmm. i signed up for an oral storytelling class like you know um the moth you know they so i signed up for a a moth-like class and um got up and told stories and uh, very unlike me because that was super scary i can even feel my voice wavering thinking about it Mm -hmm. because i don't have any problem with public speaking per se but this is so purposeful and you're purposely putting yourself in in front of an audience to talk about your stories and you're crafting it in a way that it's kind of a performance and um so that was totally new to me and then i what was next oh i took an art journaling class and that sounded i mean all my journalings traditionally i'm a writer i you know by trade i'm a um, I'm a writer and an editor, and so adding the art didn't seem like that big a deal at the time. But it was so huge. I, um, she'd give us little assignments like create a self portrait, which was terrifying because I hadn't drawn since I was a kid, right? And this was just a few years ago, maybe four and a half years ago. And um, like, okay, and I, but I'd been come com- like but your subconscious knows things. And I'd been acquiring art supplies for years. I had like a cupboard full of art supplies waiting for me when I took this art journal class. And I um, I drew a self portrait in colored pencils and it looked like a person. I mean, I, it looked like a smiling blonde person, maybe not a hundred percent me, but it was undeliably human. Like. It actually looked, and I was shocked that I could draw a person. I would have I would have bet you a million dollars I couldn't draw a person. And then there was some other assignment and I'm sitting in a cafe and I decide, okay, I'm gonna copy that painting on the wall and I'm gonna do it in watercolor. And it's, I had never used watercolor, but I had bought several sets by then. So I go ahead and I draw a watercolor and it looked like that painting. Like you could tell it was a beach and an ocean. And a, and I was seriously like looking around myself to see who did it. Like I, I was really shocked. And um, there's ways in which I feel like mom left that to me as her legacy and her gift mm-hmm. because she was a very good artist, as my sister. Um, and there was something about, Breaking those self conceit those preconceived notions, and like nothing being right in the world, so nothing could be wrong either. And then I stepped out and tried new things,
0: mm-hmm. and so
1: that well, set me down a path to um, being able to claim myself as a creative and an artist. There were other times I had to unmute again. There were definitely you come up against blocks, and you have to unmute again, but. That was probably my biggest aha moment was that life is a limited resource. Mm. We're not here for that long. And why in heaven's name would we be not doing what we love? Not, why would we be miserable in this world when we have a choice? I believe that joy and, and um, happiness are actually our inheritance.
0: I'm not so, saying you don't
1: have to work hard I'm not saying there aren't going to be moments that are struggling, you know, and challenging. You may have to work three jobs at, at a time, or you may have personal struggles that do not feel, you know, happy or joyous, but that at our core, that that's like our birthright. Yes. And so there was a way in which I reclaimed that when I started creating in watercolor, paint, um, colored pencils, all those things, not just in words.
0: Absolutely. I I definitely, I agree totally because I feel like, you know, as extensions of source energy, God, the universe, whatever you name your higher power, that extension living within our bodies is who source is which is love and joy and appreciation and abundance and creativity and clarity and all those beautiful attributes that we are because of who we are. And that is our core. So yes, it is our birthright. It is who we are at the core of our being. We are those things embodied. Um, how we live it and express it is sometimes something totally different. If we're yes. painting ourselves off or denying it and saying, no, that, that can't be me because look at all the terrible things I've done. Look at what I believe. That certainly couldn't be me, but it is.
1: Yes. It There's is. that core in everyone. You, yeah. You're right. We can block it. We totally can block it. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it, it's at the heart of everyone. I, I feel like a bobblehead doll. I agree with that so much. Yes. <laughs> nodding along.
0: Absolutely. So When you started shifting your beliefs, you've kind of already touched on some of that, you know, and and actually become sovereign in your life, you know, and and you started living joyfully unmuted, you know, how did some of that shift take place? Because it's sometimes hard to release those old thought patterns, those old beliefs that we've been indoctrinated. You can only do it this way or you can, you know, you're not doing it right. Right. Um, How did did you shift those?
1: And those things can be so unconscious. They're operating behind the scenes. It's like some computer program that's running that you don't know. And so it can be very hard to get clear on them. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways was through creativity itself. There are things like a 100-day program or a 100-day project where you do a small art project every day. Or a small poem every day, or a small something every day, because you train yourself when you're creating, and nothing catastrophic happens when it's not perfect. You train yourself. Or useful. Or purposeful. Not useful, exactly. You know, and if you have are brave enough to post it on um, Instagram, I have a friend who uh, started doing these hilarious doodles she's got the best sense of humor but she was really self-conscious about drawing and she's doing a hundred day project and she's really learning that nothing happens if you don't get likes mm-hmm. you know and she actually now has a lot of likes because she doesn't care because she's doing it for her so doing the thing and proving that it's not life-threatening is one way to learn yes, yes. But even getting to do the thing can be really hard. Like it can be, I can have super strong resistance. I, I'm i like the queen of resistance sometimes yeah. to doing my, you know, like a, a deadline for an article or, a, you know, wanting to and And yet I don't, right? Because you have some limiting belief that you can't see. So the thing that's really helped me is learning that those things that are stopping me are actually safety strategies. There's actually a small part of me, like, and for me, I think of it as like little Lisa or a little girl who is afraid and she's just trying to protect me. She's trying to keep Mm -hmm. me safe. And the only way she knew, and in in childhood, the way to be safe was not to speak up. You aren't gonna get yelled at if you don't speak up. You know, if you do everything just right, maybe the situation will be calm. I mean, that didn't work because it wasn't my responsibility to start with. Mm -hmm. But figuring out that that is actually a part of me that loves me and is trying to take care of me was a game changer for me because I felt it was a personal failing. I felt like resistance was a personal failing, like I want to create or I want to write but I don't or do yoga or any of the things you know that feel good, but bring up your stuff, bring up your fear of doing things wrong or not being purposeful. Or Why should I do that if I'm not going to make money at it? Or, you know, any of those fears, like I have to be practical first. Um, that little part of you is actually trying to protect you. And so once I realized that that, that was me trying to protect me, I could then access um, what I call sacred self-compassion, because yeah. loving all of your parts, like the parts that's scared, the part that wants to be in control, the part that there's some funny commercial. I think it, I wish I could remember what it's for, but it's like 50 different personalities sitting at a conference room table. And like, this is the shy me, this is the scared me, this is the, mm-hmm. and loving all those parts and knowing that there is a reason for them. You developed those strategies for a very good reason, and they took care of you for a lot of years. Like, that was brilliant of that part of you. And recognizing that that is not a failing, that that's actually a strength. You looked out for yourself. And when I could apply what ends up being self compassion, because that's a part of myself, and loving all those parts of me. Um, that was a real game changer for me knowing that that's not a failing that that's a safety strategy that was really serving me was a big was probably the biggest eye-opener for me
0: yeah oh i can definitely see that because i worked with coaches and things that you know in helping me clear energy blocks or whatever you know they, they would always remind me to have compassion on that part of me that doesn't want to be exposed or, you know, that has created that safety net for me, you know, to love those parts of me just as much and have compassion on those parts just as much as the lovely parts, the parts yes. that I like. So because they all created who I am right here, right now, and I wouldn't be this person. And all this has a lot to do with our mess being a yes. message. So how did you now work out that unmuting your voice, allowing yourself the pleasure of creativity, no matter if it has a purpose or if the purpose is simply because you love and you enjoy it. Yeah. So.
1: So what's developed okay. is that, um, exactly that, that I'm able to help other women see Mm. those things that are blocking them. Because I, one of my gifts is being able to see the big possibilities. So even if I made myself small, I did actually do a lot of big things in the world. Mm. Um, but like I was, I co-authored something like 50 travel guidebooks. So I was a travel writer for 15 years. And, um, a lot of people love that as a dream job. A lot of people like really want to do that. And and still there were serious ways where I was limiting myself and making myself small in my relationships and what was possible. And so what embracing all of that has meant for me is actually that I've been able to start this coaching business. Like I wouldn't have been able to start this coaching business for, before it. I actually tried. I actually took the coaching, um, certificates before I started creating art. Um, and it really went nowhere. I mean, I had a couple, of, there were false starts, a couple of clients that didn't go so great, you know. And I, like, it wasn't until I was fully expressing myself that I was able to embrace my gift and my ability to see, like, all the possibilities. I can really dream big. I am great at dreaming big. And I can. And in my own life, I've made a lot of them happen. And I can see the possibilities in other people, but I also see the blocks. And um, so learning how I unmuted my voice has made it possible for me to help other women see their blocks, love all their parts, and step into all that's possible for them. And quite honestly, I I don't think I would have ever I think I would have just stayed writing and stayed, you know, behind my byline. I wouldn't have stepped out and been able to help other women if I hadn't embraced art and embraced creating. And in fact, it's one of the tools I use in my practice. Yeah. I offer workshops to help tease out those limiting beliefs, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it's called "Play with Paint to Free Our Soul." And so. Creativity turns out to be one of the tools I use Um, in addition to, you know, energy psychology and things like EFT tapping, things to move energy. um, But creativity ends up being one of the tools that I'm blessed to be able to use to help other women unmute their voice. And I'm confident that never would have happened if I hadn't learned to, for me, it's to create art. But for other people, it might, I mean, we're creative beings Mm -hmm. at our hearts. Like we're creating all the time, whether we realize it or not. We're creating our conversations, our clothing, our meals, and ultimately our lives. Mm -hmm. And whether we're doing that consciously or not, we are doing it. So if, and I find so many people stifle their creative voice if you talk to the top entrepreneurs, they'll tell you how valuable creativity is. Like you have to think outside the box to be able to be a visionary. And um, so whatever way somebody's limiting their creative voice, it has a ripple effect on the rest of their life. Like you said, relationships, on chances you'll take. Like I got to the point where I, didn't even like I could just got smaller and smaller. So I didn't want to try new things. I didn't want to It just got like my world got smaller and smaller. And um, we have a choice. It doesn't have to be like that.
0: Mm. I so absolutely agree. Because my life is so different. From when I severely muted my voice, my expression in the world, even for me, it was my physical voice, you know, yes. speaking up for myself. Absolutely. So, you know, working through that and now getting to use my voice in all these different ways. Yeah. I never dreamed. I never dreamed about being a podcast host, you know, with live shows. That just not even in my perspective. So, um,
1: Absolutely, what I believe is the universe can dream way bigger dreams for us than we can. Like I, like I thought travel writing was it. That was like a pinnacle. I didn't think I, I didn't think there was something beyond that. I was like that was everything I could have imagined. I could never have imagined I get to serve other women and help them create abundance and big possibilities in their own life. I could not I, I didn't have access to that, to that. But the universe did once I could make aware myself aware of those programs running in the those limiting beliefs, those programs running in the background. And they still come up. They still come up. Oh, yeah. The purposeful thing is something that I've just been dealing with recently. I didn't realize that I'd been wanting my art to have a purpose or to make money or, you know, and it's just something that, so things come all the time as we're learning and growing. And it's actually part of what I share in my newsletter is my own process of bumping into those things as I'm trying to create authentic, wildly honest art, which is, is hard. It's hard to put yourself out there, even if you're dedicated to it. And like, we like those likes on Instagram. I mean, I do.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. We everyone wants approval, so I still bump into things. That's even though I'm I've created a much bigger life, and I have unmuted my voice in many ways. It's an ongoing process, and there are things you bump into continually.
0: I so agree. I like how you say that we're bumping into it because. You know, sometimes it's a hard bump and sometimes it's just a little tap But being aware of where we are at that moment. And we go, oh, yeah, I'm doing that thing again. I'm I'm, I'm letting that old belief run the show instead of, no, I am the sovereign of my life and I get to create my reality and I want it to be joyful. So
1: and and appreciating, appreciating how far we've come because it's easy to feel like we aren't getting anywhere. It's easy to feel like, oh, I haven't done enough, you know, like because you forget where you were even yesterday or the day before. But it's really if you're able to stay aware that it's really a big change that can be made just incrementally.
0: Yeah. And I think that's why I'm such a big proponent of journaling, you know, so that you have something to look back on those journals. And I have a ton of these little inexpensive journals that I just fill and I stick the next one on the shelf and pull out a new one. And, and um, you know, so it's kind of fun to go back and read some of those places where I was or oh, yes. even what I was thankful about because it's made me in a list of appreciation things and then right. going, Oh, wow, I have that. Now, now what was it today that I wrote about? You know, so
1: uh,
0: I love well, that. I'll
1: have to go back and look at mine. My closet full of journals just kind of sits there. That didn't actually occur to me. Yeah. 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 Um,
0: so how can people get a hold of you? You talked about a free uh, workshop
1: that you uh, have. Yes. yes. So if you go to com um, slash free workshop, your oh. viewers and listeners get access to uh, a an episode of playing with paint to free your soul. One of the first ones I did, and it's about a 45 minute workshop and you don't need any artistic ability. You don't even need supplies. I have people who just had a pencil with them and wrote words. But it's really just about starting to tease out those limiting beliefs that are running the show, what you're bumping Mm -hmm. into and how the ways in which you you've muted your voice, like the area, the beliefs that are causing you to mute your voice.
0: Yes. So this workshop is called called Playing with Paint
1: to Free Your Soul. Exactly.
0: So you can go to lisadunnfordickman.com. It's in the show notes forward slash free workshop. Is that correct?
1: It is. And that's available to your viewers and um, readers, I mean, watchers for free. Um, But it's not on my website normally. So you do have to put slash free workshop.
0: Very good. Very good. So, well, I want to thank you for being my guest on Unmuted Voices. I just so appreciate you. I appreciate your story. I appreciate you sharing with us and being vulnerable and, and telling us what made you mute your voice. What were those beliefs that got in your way and then climbing over all of that mess to get to where you are. So I appreciate you. I so
1: appreciate being here with you. And um, it's just a pleasure to talk to you.
0: Oh, I thank you so much. And um, I just want to thank everybody for listening and coming to the show. and, And remember, no matter when you listen to this, energy knows no bounds. The message knows no bounds. The energy of love and joy and unmuting your voice and becoming your own sovereign is a message for eternity. That energy is there for you to tap into. And if you need help, Lisa is available. And um, be sure that you like, comment, and subscribe to this podcast because that helps my work go into the world and be a greater impact for love and joy because that is our message. Um, And as always, you're invited to visit my website, Maryannpack.com. And also if you're looking for books for inspiration, um, this is wearejoybooks.com. You'll find information about how to become an author. Uh, I've started my own uh, printing uh, uh, press imprint, and it is Envision Greatness Press. So you'll find a lot of this information on WeAreJoyBooks.com. If you've got an idea for a book, if you need a chapter written and you need a ghostwriter, if you um, have a collaborative work that you have an idea for an anthology that you want to gather stories, just like I'm doing here, gathering stories and putting them into a book, or if you have a solo book that you're looking at publishing, just let's chat. Let's talk about and see how to get your voice into the world, this unmuted voice that is so precious that needs to be heard around the world because we're here. The purpose of this podcast and my entire work is to be able to express and share that love and joy that we are embodied so I, again, I want to thank everybody for showing up. Thank you again, Lisa. Do you have any closing words of wisdom you'd like to share?
1: No, I just, hopefully, I'm hoping that the there's a great quote about when the pain of staying shut tight in a, in a like in a bud instead of blooming is more painful. Like eventually you get to the point where staying shut is more painful than the protection and the comfort is. And I hope you all get there soon. And please know that it's not always easy, but it is always possible. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And again, it's why I am a big proponent of coaching. You know, if you can find a coach, Lisa's right here. I have a back pocket full of coaches that I could help you find so that you would find the exact one that you need at this time in your life. Please find a coach. Uh, Use that coaching um, uh, available, the coaches that are available, because we need somebody to walk. We're not Lone Rangers. We are here to walk life together. And, um,
1: And we all need more of your voice in the world. Your voice has a purpose and a reason for being here, and you have a gift that no one else can share.
0: Absolutely. So remember, you are joy, looking for a way to express. And please, unmute your voice to express that joy embodied that you are. Love you all. Thanks for coming and
1: listening. Thank you.